Hello, and thank you for tuning into this podcast episode. The aim of these podcasts is to share best practice primarily to colleagues at my school, but other educators are also welcome to listen too. I know as teachers, we are all very busy people. So the idea is to limit these podcasts to just five minutes, but to maximize on the ideas that you'll hopefully take away and find useful. Today, I'm honored to be joined by Ollie Lewis. Ollie is an assistant head teacher responsible for teaching and learning in Abu Dhabi. He is a guest award winner, a founder of Learn Live UAE, a member of the Chartered College for Teaching, and if that wasn't enough, he also has a master's in leadership. Hello, Ollie. How are you? I'm all right, thank you. How are you doing? Not too bad, thank you. Thank you very much for joining me today for this podcast. Thanks for for having me on the show. Looking forward to having a quick chat with you. Are you up for the challenge of just five minutes? (laughs) Bring it on. Right. Set the timer. First question. Could you give me some apps that you find useful for online learning? Sure. Um, I think really useful app um, quizzes, um, primarily really easy to low stakes test students, um, puts data in the hands of the student, uh, the teacher, so it reduces workload. Um, and it really, it, it's not as distracting as something like Kahoot because all of the information is on the student's device. Um, which I think is really important. Um, another one which, which is great for group work, still in that kind of situation, um, which you can use slightly different is Quiz- uh, Quizlet, um, which I think is fantastic. Me personally, um, we are a Microsoft school, so I use the OneNote app mm-hmm. um, quite a lot with my classes. Um, and then in terms of sort of curating content, I use the Snip tool constantly um, okay. on, on my laptop. Um, but just that enables me to, to kind of take imagery or um, data sets out of textbooks and, and stick them into our, our kind of digital exercise book, as it were. Okay. Um, so those are kind of my four favourite uh, apps at the moment. That's useful, thank you. Could you tell me then something that you find works really, really well in the UAE that you'd maybe recommend for UK schools to give a go? Sure, um, I'll give you t- two tips. One of them might not be that popular. Um, okay. The first one is, is live teaching. Um, or we kind of call it live segments in our school. Um, I think a lot of teachers in the UK have been quite hesitant to teach live um, through whatever platform, whether it's Google or um, Microsoft. But actually, live doesn't necessarily have to mean teaching. It could just be a well-being check-in. It could be um, a simple question and answer session to check how the learning has gone with students. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I would I would say give it a go. Teaching is human. If you make mistakes, it's fine. The kids will forgive you. Um, and I would say start small and build up. So maybe start with a five-minute live session and then start to build your confidence and competence with it. The second thing, which is something that's happened in the, the UAE, is we've all schools have undergone something called a distance learning evaluation. And essentially, it's just someone coming in and monitoring and asking you, right, what evidence have you got that your curriculum is um, still the best it can possibly be? that your um, virtual school experience is um, still delivering, you know, an outstanding education to the kids. Um, It's not an inspection, it's just a way for schools to monitor what they're doing so they know um, where they can make improvements um, and who they could say, right, could you please give some CPD to the rest of the staff? We've seen Mm. and heard that you've done some amazing things with your classes. Okay, that's 
I think it's good for schools to monitor and, and reflectively evaluate. That's really useful as well. Actually, that's things to think about there. Thank you. Um, next question then: distance learning tips for teachers. What would you say? Um, I'd say don't be scared by it, and it's no different to being in a classroom. In from a teaching and learning perspective, it's just the environment that's changed. I think you still want to be, um, you know, considering erosion shine considering cognitive load theory, mm. um, you know, just present new information in small chunks to students and then use different tools within your, you know, pedagogical strategy to identify how well um, the students have picked up on those. And I think like the um, Education Endowment Foundation's rapid evaluation assessment highlighted, it all comes down to the quality of your explanations. Mm. So if you really hone in on that and spend a bit of time investing in your own thought processes, reflections, so that you can give the best explanations possible to students. I think that that's, you know, a major advantage to develop your, your practice as a teacher. Thank you. We have just under one minute left. We'll maybe merge the last two questions, but it's all good. We'll keep it going. Um, could I ask you then, what tips would you give to online families? And then overall, what would you avoid when it comes to distance learning? Um, make sure you have a routine. Routine is really important, um, especially at home. Try and find a, a dedicated workspace um, for your 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 children, son or daughter, um, so that you know that's a location for working in. Um, have a look at the innerdrive.co.uk website. They've got some really good free resources on how to build routine and habit for, for children. Mm -hmm. um, so, so that would be really helpful for parents. Um, have a look at National Online Safety. They send out infographics on all kinds of different platforms. That's that's really good. And also emphasize to your 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 children and the importance of social and emotional factors. So spend time as a family, turn all the technology off, mm. um, make sure that they can find some time to spend with their friends, albeit maybe using technology to facilitate that. Yeah. Um, so I think those things are really important. In terms of what to avoid, um, try and offer as much support as you can. Um, I think from a school's perspective, don't throw loads of new technology at the students because it's quite difficult to support them yeah. um, in, in that new environment. Build on what you've got already and what's familiar with the students. And once they're, you know, they're, they're comfortable and confident, then you might add in one particular new tool. And if you do add something in, provide CPD for the teachers, for the parents and for the students so they know what it looks like. Really good answers there. Thank you. Need five minutes? Did I manage to just, get all day? Just all in five minutes. Thank you. Um, if I could just touch upon then something that you just mentioned earlier, um, with regards to the evaluation for distance learning, can you tell me a little bit more about that, please, and what it involves for you? Sure. So um, it involves uh, two. Um, members of the, the kind of, I guess, governing body or the version of kind of Ofsted out here, mm. um, as well as some independent parties um, and leaders from other schools. Um, just come in and ask some senior leaders in the school some questions, um, as well as um, partake in, in, a, in a few lessons throughout school. Um, so they're kind of steered round um, and, and see what they want to see um, based on, on a, a plethora of different curriculum areas, but the kind of scope and purpose of um, the evaluation is to check on student experience 
Um, so ensuring that there's continuation of learning beyond kind of the, the physical boundaries of the school mm. um, to look at learning. So making sure that um, student momentum is, is still carrying on in terms of uh, identifying priorities within subjects and schools. Um, to look at the different delivery models of the schools and adapting kind of your effective practices in, in terms of teaching um, for distance learning. Mm. Um, and then, which is probably the most important of all, is, is the protection, care and well-being of the students. So ensuring, the, you know, the safeguarding of, of students and, um, and prioritising that across the school. So they're just looking for, for that. And it, it was broken down then into three themes. So students' well-being, um, teaching learning, and then leading and managing students' learning were kind of the three zones. And then there were themes within each of those zones. So um, if we look at um, student well-being, there was, um, we had to give information on attendance, participation, safeguarding, um, the learning opportunities, equity of access and well-being for students. Um, and then the other two zones, teaching and learning, looked at uh, planning and delivery, um, sharing intended outcomes with students, as well as our provision as a whole as a school, and then how you go about monitoring and assessing learning um, while, while remote, mm. um, as well as your kind of contingency plan and then communication and engagement. So it was, um, I wouldn't say fairly rigorous, because actually we were doing a lot of the right things. Mm. Um, and then schools were kind of um, put into one of three areas. So you either had a, a fully developed, um, semi-developed or, or kind of not developed uh, as a school. So it was it was a good chance for schools to actually shine mm. um, and for us to kind of showcase what, what we were doing anyway. We just translated it across into a, in a remote platform for the students. Right, okay. And how do you go about monitoring attendance then and in increasing engagement with the distance learning? Sure. So we, we try to make it as easy as possible for, for teachers. So um, we just had a simple, for each year group, we just had a massive Excel spreadsheet. It had every student in that year group on it, and then it had every subject on there. We asked uh, middle leaders to decide what engagement looked like in their particular subject. Okay. Um, because it is different for each subject, you can't really approach it with a one-size-fits-all. Um, and then at the end of each week, we would um, have the teacher just say if they were, um, you know, fully engaged, partially engaged, or not engaged at all. But we we pre-populated the spreadsheet so that everyone's engaged, mm. because we felt like that was less work for them you to go in and, and click a few that were either partially or disengaged compared to them going in and clicking the vast majority which were engaged. Yeah. Um, we just did that once a week and it, and it worked really well for us. And then off the back of that, um, we auto-generated emails home to the parents to just kind of cut out the, the need for tutors to sit and um, you know send, send emails to parents. So it, it automatically sent an email to the parents to say, um, you know, John was disengaged in physics this week, mm. um, you know, but everything else was fine. So, you know, that that enabled that kind of clear communication home to the parents. Okay, that's really useful, and it's it's interesting to see how other people do it as well. Not only just in schools within the same country, but across the world. You know, well, yeah, and I think it's contexts. you know one one thing that unites all of us is. It, Clear communication makes everyone lives, everyone's life a lot easier, I think. Yeah, um, absolutely. And sort of the rationale behind that was 
we wanted our parents to know exactly what was going on because the best will in the world sometimes what student might say is quite different to what teacher might say so having that kind of clear channel of right every week we are going to send something home just so you know how well things are going um it was really easy ollie thank you so much for sharing so many good ideas today i'm sure people that are listening will have lots to take away i know i've got some really good ideas to think about following this conversation so thank you very much for your time and as i said thank you for sharing everything that you have And you can find out more about Ollie and the work that he does by visiting his website, ollielewislearning.com. And you can follow him on Twitter, olewis underscore coaching. Thank you very much for listening.